Hello, this is Redmouth, and you're listening to Notable Nashville. And this song is Heflin Hollis. Heflin Hollis was a powerful man. The fears were rejoiced, and our dreams clapped their hands. And of these things, I'm sure you could never understand. And I heard he laid the governor's way, took her to a motel room, made her call up the governor, and when he arrived, Heflin Holly. Made him to leave on the light and watch a Heflin Hollis. He's Heflin Hollis. He's Heflin Hollis. Heflin, oh Heflin, oh Heflin Hollis. Now he one was a prophet, a moralist of sorts at the old town tavern where he his court and he was a scoundrel. A Worm and a thief in the fall from his grave. He was a wretched fiend, he's Heflin Hollis. He's Heflin Hollis. He's Heflin Hollis. Heflin, oh Heflin, oh Heflin Hollis. Now the women just adore them and the men they grit their teeth. The Bible in his closet, well, he hid beneath the sheets. The devil didn't want him, the lie through a mile. Now we hear him in the woes. And the creaking of the couch, he's half laid Alice. He's half laid Alice. He's Heflin Hollis, Heflin, oh Heflin, oh Heflin Hollis. Every town has a devil, they say, Sheffield and alone. And Jazzy gave it a name, and my grandmother want me when I kick and when I'd scream that Heflin Hollis. He was my worst bad gene, he's Heflin Hollis. He's Heflin Hollis. He's Heflin Hollis. Heflin, oh Heflin, oh Heflin Hollis. And now I'm old in my age and my wife, she's in a cage. The cool wind moon. I hear her call his name The checks are on my roof The eyes are in the woods It never was a fable, no My grandma fully understood about Heflin Hollis He's Heflin Hollis He's Heflin Hollis Heflin or Heflin Heflin, oh Heflin, Heflin, oh Heflin, oh Heflin, Hollis.
All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville. We got Redmouth Eric in the house. So do people ever ask you where you got the nickname Redmouth or what does that come from? Yes, they they do ask me that. (laughs) And where does it come from is a a long story. Okay, let's hear it. That over the past 10 years has only slowly been revealed to me even. You want to hear the whole thing? Yeah. Okay, well, this is the whole podcast. Is it long? Is it really long? Is it? Is it is it grueling? Is it grueling? Um, there's a, there's this band back home called the Satan's Youth Ministers, uh-huh. and uh, it's led by uh, two brothers, Brian and Kurt Connor. Okay. And I've known them for how long? Have we know them, Jason. Twenty five years, right? Something like that, yeah. Um. And I moved to Florida for a while. I moved back and uh, got reacquainted with them. Started hanging out with them all the time. And we lived at their house. Their house was party house. You know, I'd stay over there for like three days at a time. And um, when I'd show up, they'd say, Red Mouth is here. So I became Red Mouth. And that was it. And when I went, when I went solo, yeah. I was like, well, why don't I put that on? Like like the first show, I was like, why don't we say Red Mouth on the flyer? You know, because that's what the, Cur- the Connor brothers call me anyway. Right. That, that was it for like a year or two, maybe even three years before I ran to Brian Connor. I was talking to him. And it turned out that uh, they had, when they were little kids, they had a little little cousin that was redheaded, and they'd all go to this other family member's house to have a swimming pool to swim. And this little little redheaded cousin was really little, so all the other kids picked on him. And when he'd get in the pool in the sun and everything, he'd go completely white, but his lips and his hair uh-huh. and his cheeks would all go like red as okay. shit, you know. And uh, so, like, the other kids, not them, according to their story, would be like, Oh, look at you, you little sissy with your little red <laughs> mouth, your red cheeks, your red hair. And so that stuck with them. Okay. And they, they, they started calling all red-headed kids. Red mouth. Red mouth. I got you. And that was the first red mouth I was uh, not so pleasantly uh, happy <laughs> to hear that I was not the only one. But well, apparently I'm not. Thanks for sharing that story, though. I was always interested in to, yeah. to hear. For some reason, I'm thinking there's even another part, but shit, I can't remember now. <laughs> no, but that's good enough, right? Yeah, that's good. That's good. I want to talk about uh, your music, too, not only your name, but um, oh, okay. you just came out with uh, the release. To- how do you pronounce it? Tosca? Tosca. 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 Yeah, how, yeah. how was the making of that? Or did you make all of that in Nashville in your own home studio, or did you go to a, a studio? Yeah. Or- no, uh, well, I'm, I'm from I'm from Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Okay. Uh, and we did it at Muscle Shoals, Alabama, at a wonderful studio called The Nut House. Okay, cool. And uh, uh, the, the, a lot of money was spent on that one for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> so I had money to get really good guys, and I got uh, Jimbo Hart from uh, and Chad Gamble, the rhythm sec, the four hundred unit rhythm section with Jason Isbell. You know? Okay, awesome. Uh, was, I've known those guys for a while, uh, but. Uh, I was actually able to pay them, so they did it, right? That's cool. Uh, very excitedly so, though. Yeah. And um, at the time, my band was a little bit uh, all around anyway. Uh, people kind of tend to come in and out until these guys showed up. Okay. Uh, but um, so I got those guys and uh, some other notable names from, <laughs> uh, from the Shoals area. Uh, legends like a uh, uh, sax player, Harvey Thompson, who... Uh, Actually, used to uh, live in Nashville and played in clubs, and used to play, uh, 
used to jam with Jimi Hendrix when he'd come through wow. town here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, cool. Yeah, he was in the studio telling Jimi Hendrix stories. Is that not one? That's awesome. I've never been around a man who knew Jimi Hendrix before yeah. in my life. And uh, so it's it really got, we got to do lots of wonderful things I would cool. never have gotten to do otherwise. It was a really special record. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So as far as like touring goes, do you bring all the guys in? There's three guys in the room other than you right now, just to let all those listeners know. Do you bring these guys with you when you tour or what, what all goes into that? Uh, when we tour, I bring uh, my dear friend Jason Hall here. He plays he plays bass. Cool. And uh, I've known him for 20 or 25 years, and uh, uh, I I don't know why we spend time together, but we do. And he plays <laughs> bass with me, and it's been a pretty constant thing, and I hope it remains so. And Quinn over here on drums. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Quinn over here on drums. Uh, he's uh, as far as Jason are concerned, a, a young tyke in town, you know. Okay. And he was willing to go on a tour that I needed a drummer for because no other drummer could go. And we fell in love with him, and he's been on every tour since, and uh, will be on the the next record in uh, some capacity, and then okay. also even more so after that. Uh, those two guys have been with me for every tour since uh, uh, January last year, Okay, and we've become quite a tight unit, so awesome. if you book us, it's going to be at least us three. All right, cool. And Luke Wright over here, uh, he's going to be playing uh, other guitar tonight at the show. Sweet. And uh, usually, though, the other melodic instrument, sometimes we have one, sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's a violin, sometimes it's a saxophone. Uh, whoever can make it, okay. basically. So. so have you started uh, making the, the next album? That's mm. Is there a uh, set date at all or oh, anything? No. Not yet. No, no. But you're just working on music? Yeah, yeah. We, we've got enough done to start talking to any labels that might want to put it out. Uh-huh. If they don't, then I'll put it out myself. Okay. Uh, uh, but... Uh, yeah, I mean we're almost there. Okay, it's uh, near completions. I'm I'm hoping to have it out in 2016, but okay. you never know how these things go. We'll be looking forward to it. Well, let's go ahead and listen to a song off of Tosca. Um, what song would you want to play off of that one? Uh, one of my personal favorites is Sugar Sugar. Please play that. Sugar one. Sugar. Yeah. All right, here it is. Congo. 
All right, Sugar Sugar. Go check that out on the album Tosca. You can find it on iTunes. Oh, yeah. It's on iTunes. Uh, uh, it's on Bandcamp? Amazon. And Bandcamp. Bandcamp. It is on Bandcamp. Cool. It's on, It's. I think it's pretty much on anything, anything that you, can you buy. search it on. Okay. I've heard it's on things I didn't know it was on, like <laughs> Beats oh, by okay. Dr. Dre. So I wanted to ask you: Do you have any like uh, crazy stories on the road or anything? Or uh... crazy stories on the road? Um, plenty. What's what's one of the best? <laughs> it's not two in the morning. I don't remember them till then. <laughs> um, well, this this is this isn't uh, from the road, but uh, you can also hear another version. I was interviewed for a, a YouTube thing. I told a little bit of the story, but uh, I'll tell you guys a little, little more. Okay. Uh, along there's a, there's a there's a band from back home in, in Los Shoals area uh-huh. on on Single Lock Records called The Bear. It's a husband wife duo, and the husband and I were good friends way back when we were single and all these things. And we used to go to open mic nights because neither one of us had any idea what to do in Los Shoals when you wanted to play anything but pop country, uh-huh. bro country, as yeah. it is now termed. But uh, so we used to go always open mic nights all around town and play whatever we wanted to, even in the middle of all these other people. And we we came kind of well known in in like three bars. I mean, <laughs> like with these with these people, uh, because we would just get through and do whatever we wanted. And there's one guy that was always at him too, but he was totally a bro country guy. I can't remember his name, unfortunately. But uh, we became friends with him because we saw him all the time. And he started to catch wind that after we left there, we'd go get drunk, more drunk somewhere else, you know. Yeah. So one night he was like, hey, guys, man, you guys are great, man. You, I, I love I, I love your originality. I love you're doing something different, you know. Like, I think we should write a song together. Let's go write a song. Where are you guys going? And I was like, back to my parents' basement. You know? <laughs> He's like, well, let's go there and let's write a song together. I think we can all write a really great song. And I was like, okay, sure. Let's, let's do that. So we went back to my, my parents' basement. And um, we, were, we were obviously like just like way too drunk to even play guitar by the time we got there trying to write a song. Like, no one had any idea what was up and down anymore. So 
we just kept going outside, smoke cigarettes and shit like that, you know. And we were outside at one point, like we'd been at my parents' house for like maybe two hours, like it was like four in the morning or something, mm-hmm. and we we're really trashed. And uh, we're standing in a circle, and all of a sudden, this guy gets really serious, and he starts saying to us that uh, he's like, "Well, you, you guys just seem really cool and like, like, like." really nice like non-judgmental and like i can open up to you guys and we're like hey look at this man we're making friends with the broke country guy he's seeing our he's seeing our hearts you know like this is great and um he's like i i got i got i got something i i gotta get off my chest and i'm like okay what's that he said um uh some some years or months or something before that moment that uh, he was talking to this record producer and this record producer was going to record him record this record and they're going to have a, they were going to have a hit and he was going to be the next uh Kenny Chesney or whoever was famous all those years ago at the time George Strait or whoever uh-huh. he's going to be the next one of those guys and it was going to be fabulous and wonderful and all he had to do was schlob this guy's knob <laughs> So he did it. <laughs> and he just needed to tell me and Nathan, right, for some reason. Just get it off the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and Nathan are just like, what? You're like, Urk! on the record player, you know. And uh, I mean, we really didn't have any idea what to say to this guy, really. Because, you know, we were wondering, like, he's around cowboy kind of farmer guys and shit all the time, I guess. Like, does he think we're, like, going to take him back into my parents' basement and be like, well, let's do it again? <laughs> or was he, like, legitimately, like, I got to say it out loud because it's bothering the Make crap out of me, you know? <laughs> we had no idea. Uh, so I just remember, like, patting on the back real hard, like, it's okay, man. I know somebody else that that happened to, and I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh uh, I was like, I was like, man, you you were young. I don't know. It could have been like the weekend before this, for all I know. <laughs> but I was like, you're young. The stars were shining in your eyes, and I was made up all this mess. <laughs> and he's like, okay, okay. And then um, I, I never, I never saw him again. Oh, he he was too embarrassed. Yeah. Well, he was really not. Well, he was really nice about it. And we were really nice, and we were very accepting, and we tried to change the subject as much as we could. But obviously, the night was over at that yeah. point, so he went home. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Did you I think ever Nathan. A song together? No, no, no. Yeah. We never wrote a song, or nothing ever happened. Yeah. Uh, Nathan ran into him one more time, as far as my memory recalls, but he uh, he said just like like nothing ever happened. Mm. So that's bro country for you guys. If you bro want to country knobs and the, the real Nashville story. The re- that, that's the real <laughs> Nashville story. Let's get into another live song. Not not bro country, but uh, what 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 are you, what are you gonna play next? Oh, this is gonna be one on the, off the next record. If that's okay. A, if that's okay, Jordan. Sure, for sure. Uh, uh, this is one uh, we love very much. Uh, might even open up the record for all we know. We don't we don't have any idea. But uh, it's called. Uh, until my body can catch up with thee. Some people will push you 
of a century And when you owe me nothing
Thanks for listening to another episode of Notable Nashville Podcast. Also, a big thanks to Redmouth and the guys for stopping in all the way from Alabama. You can keep up with Notable Nashville, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Notable underscore Nash, and keep up with in-studio pictures on Instagram. You can also check out our website, NotableNashville.com, if you're inquiring about joining us on the show. Thanks again for listening to Notable Nashville Podcast.